Welcome to the John and Paul Radio Show, brought to you by AIM the Network at adventuresinministry.com, where you can get the app and all the free resources you can for ministry. Uh, so many things going on there. Follow us on at Twitter and on Facebook at John and Paul Show, and download the app, the free app that has now over 10,000 downloads, 10,000 people enjoy it, you can too. Uh, joining me today is John Podine, I am Paul Sperlin, and this is the John and Paul Show. John, how are you, sir? I am doing extremely well. Paul, it sounds like you're still trying to get over your cold, but, you know, I, I feel for you, my brother. Yeah, I am. I am I'm, I'm, I'm not doing well, uh, but I'm trying to fix it, trying to fix me, trying to fix my Internet and everything going on, and um but we're we're dealing with it. I can't talk to him right now. But um, but anyway, yeah. Well, it sounds like sounds like things are going uh, just busy. Uh, Paul just got back from uh, Henderson, Tennessee, and I'm sure we'll he'll tell us a little bit about his trip to Freed Hardeman and the Freed Hardeman lectures that are taking up there. And uh, um, you know, you brought the cold back with you, Paul. I did. I did. I left. I was I was good. I was doing well. And then I went up to Henderson, Tennessee, and I got sick all over again. So um, uh, that's, that's, that's the, the breaks, I guess. But I had a good time. Um, got to uh, see some old friends and make some new ones and um, heard some good lectures and um, brought some good stuff back to share. And so it was, it was a good time, but I am sick again. And so, uh, but we're, we're dealing with that and, you know, a lot going on, though. Can't slow down. Yeah, that that is true. We have a lot going on here on campus. I want to remind everybody, Paul, that, you know, do you realize just one month from tonight is opening night of Jamboree? That is true. That is true. And if you're in town and you want front row seats, I've got tickets. Ten bucks a piece. Yeah, Paul's already got it. Um, oh, yeah. He's ready to go. Um, he's ready to go and... and be a part of everything, but I want to remind everybody who listens to this that please, we want you to come. We're going to have a good show. Got some good hosts and hostesses. Got our show. Club shows are getting ready for all of it. We just got a huge thing going on, Paul. Uh, even last night, I was up here, um, noticed a couple of our basketball games. Um, our women won. Our guys won. Um, they're kind of rolling right now in basketball. We got a big game tomorrow at AUM where the ladies and the guys team will take on AUM and Hopefully we can we can knock our arch rivals off. Yeah, our arch rival down the street. That'd be a great time. We do hope everybody comes out and supports um, Coach Sanderson and the guys, and and also Coach Sutton and the girls, and um, hope they do well down there. Well, Paul, you know we are we are sitting here two days from maybe Christmas in February, and for those who do not know what I'm talking about. Um, we just celebrated Christmas in February with National Signing Day. And, Paul, I, I was a little scared there for a little bit because um, I wasn't hearing anything about Alabama on that day. And I, I was afraid that, that you were driving back from Henderson and, and was going to kind of fall off there a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, National Signing Day really isn't a big holiday for the Crimson Tide because um, those coaches do their work two or three years ahead of time, and everything's pretty much locked down. Um, they'd have to have a pretty serious drop-off and flip-flop 
uh, for something crazy to happen for the Tide. So they they kept their number one ranking um, in recruiting again this year. So we're pretty excited about that. As excited as you can be, you know. Um, Alabama fans are sort of getting sort of in that lull, but it's been two years. It's time for another next championship. They're going to start asking for heads to roll if I don't get something soon. I mean, I think so. I think, you know, going into the next season, Nick Saban's probably on the hot seat in the SEC, wouldn't you <laughs> imagine? Yeah, yeah. Three and a half in the past five years. It's time, Coach. Come on. Get your head, head screwed up straight. Yes, I know. <clears throat> hey, hey, I mean, did you see the biggest mover of the day on Wednesday? Who that was? Who's that? The University of Florida. Oh, really? We started out like... 90-some-odd, and we jumped up to 20. That's pretty awesome. That was, because, you know, you and I talked privately off the air and everything about um, the future recruiting class that McElwain was trying to bring in and getting kind of scared because there was no commitments or anything like that, and Florida made a made a good little move right there. And, you know, I, I'm excited to see what the future is going to hold with, down there in Gainesville. Yeah, you'll be you'll be happy with McElwain. He's uh, we talked about this back when they made the hire. Uh, you weren't too sure about it, but but he's, he's a good he was a good offensive coordinator for Alabama. Uh, did some good work for Colorado State, brought them out of the cellar, um, got them into a major bowl situation. So yeah, I think he'll do good at Florida. I hope he does well, um, especially in the East. I hope so. I hope so too. Then we can get back to the old rivalry of Florida, Alabama, and Paul. I just got a new shirt for my birthday. On Sunday, it's a sweatshirt that says Florida on it. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm ready. I'm ready. So the next time Florida and Alabama play each other, you know, to make our bet again, and, and hopefully that you'll be wearing this. I thought you said that when you started saying that, I thought you were preparing yourself for the next time you have to wear the Alabama sweatshirt. No, uh, no, no, definitely, definitely yeah. not. Definitely not. Um, okay. People still comment to me about having to do that. And I love it. Definitely not. Definitely not. And yeah, it's on, it's on Twitter, so it'll never go away. Well, and, and Paul, I, I do got to ask you, you know, just your comments here because, you know, you've been sending some things out to some of us privately. H- how do you feel about Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks today? Man, Pete Carroll is a mohead. I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm using um, terrible language on our tel- our show here. He's a mohead, man. Well, you family, show, family show. That's family show. You have Marshawn Lynch, okay? Dude walks on the field with gold spike um, cliques. Guy's going to make a one-yard run, okay, especially when the game is on the line. Why in the world, why in the world would you throw the ball? Why? Why, John, why? Please explain it to me. Paul, the only thing I can think of is that he was trying to catch him off guard, and the the, the quarterback, Butler, just came and made the, the best play he's ever made in his life since he was working at Popeye's Chicken at this time last year, and um, – you were lying about the Popeye's chicken thing. You made that up. I'm not making that up. That Are you that not up. making that up? I'm not making that up. They said he was That's working hilarious. at Popeye's chicken this time last year. Well, you know, he was making the league minimum. Yeah, exactly. As an NFL player. But did you see where that uh, um, uh, Tom Brady uh, told the media he's going to give his uh, new call out of truck to him? He should. Yeah, he should. He won that game I for mean, him. He can take it back to Popeye's and work. But... I mean, Man. he just he just made it. He made an unbelievable play. You know, I think he was. I think Carroll was just trying to catch people off guard, especially 
if they missed it, you know, if they didn't catch the ball, that stopped the clock, and then they could let Marshawn Lynch run it. I, I would have gone ahead and run it like you. I wouldn't have taken the chance, but um, it is what it is. The Patriots are Super Bowl champions. It's crazy. Man, and I had to spend I had to spend a full week with um with uh, Rusty Pettis after that too. It's he's tough to live with after the Patriots won a Super Bowl. Let me just tell you. Um, <laughs> the, I love Rusty you, Pettis. Like he's the biggest. Uh, what, John? I, I said, are you saying that that he's a little obnoxious with it? Well, I mean, you know, I would be too if my team won. Of course, the Tennessee Titans will never win a Super Bowl ever, so I don't worry about that. But, yeah, I don't have to worry about um, Jackson winning it ever either. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. But uh, it was funny because, um, you know, I started getting back on the treadmill and stuff, and I went down uh, at Henderson. And we went, were staying at the same hotel, and I went down, and I got on the treadmill, and there he is, walking right in after me, and side by side. And, of course, it's all over the news, and I'm like, oh, where's Patriots at? But he's not obnoxious about it at all. He, but it's just it's funny because I know he's a fan, and and I told him I felt bad about this. I felt bad because I said, you know, the Patriots winning the Super Bowl is like the Yankees winning the World Series. It's just terrible. Nobody wants that to happen. And Nobody he, wants it to happen. <laughs> he didn't say that, but uh, he didn't like it. And I'm like, you just got me kidding me. But uh, anyway, no, he's a good sport. He's a good guy. Well, I'll be shout out to Rusty. I know we we need to give Alana a shout out and and give her a call and make sure she's still alive since since the Patriots won. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's enjoyed. Um, I I'd heard my email with I send out all those pictures of. So she's enjoyed all those because she's not a, she's not much of a Patriots fan. But, uh, yeah. anyway. Well, Paul, you know what? What you say? Go ahead. What's what? I was going to say, why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about about um, your trip that you just went on and, and the Fried Hardeman lectures. And, and uh, you know, we, I'm sure we got a lot of people that, that listened to the show that were there. And, and, and tell us a little bit about how it went. Well, uh, we had a good trip. Uh, I went, as I have been um, for many years now, with my father-in-law, Phil Hines. And uh, we went up and um, got the fellowship with some good guys and uh, went to some good classes. and. And there were some classes that were really good, and there were some situations that um, that we, we enjoyed being part of. Um, uh, I will say, um, and i got to do this too, uh, I was writing my paper. I have a paper due. I got turned into uh, um, Dr. David Hester uh, this week, and um, I was writing my paper in the middle of one of the lectures. So, just were, sure were, were, you, were you using any... Of the of the message that you heard to put inside your paper. No, because the paper was about biblical interpretation, and the session was the the missions forum, where missionaries came in to tell everyone about their works. And, and I, I learned a lot about a lot of different things. I'm not gonna lie; it was actually quite interesting. I caught myself stopping just to listen to his works, thinking that's a pretty cool place you can take the kids to do this or do that or, you know, thinking about how it could affect our ministry here at university. And it, was, it was kind of funny. Because I went into it <laughs> thinking, you know, this will be the most boring thing. I can sit here and finish my paper. It's wonderful. And I caught myself just listening to all of them. It was like, it was like 12 different guys came up and talked about their works. And I thought, well, that's, that's good. That's good. And, you know, it was a, it was a neat little thing. Uh, I do want to mention a few of the classes I went to. I went to a lot of classes. 
lot of lectures. But um, but I just want to highlight a few of the ones that I did go to. Please Especially for, for some guys that, that are working in ministry, youth ministry specifically. I went to uh, Reed Swindle's um, lecture. Good read. Uh, Reed. Yeah, Reed is the, now he's a pulpit minister at the Foot Street Church of Christ in Corinth, Mississippi. Um, he has been in youth ministry previous to that at Louisville in Texas, Dallas, Texas, and also in, um, in Huntsville and also in um, Lewisburg, um, Tennessee, in his um, time. But uh, his lecture was on um, basically keeping your faith when your parents are not. Staying faithful when your parents are not. So talking about kids in your youth groups that um, whose parents don't attend church, and so it's all about it's all about that personal touch. It's all about that spending time with and and keeping your eyes and your heart set on the outer realm, the outer the fringe of the of, the, of your group, and keeping your attention towards them. And so it was it was really good. It was, he did a good job. Good. Good. Reed always does a great job. I'll see Reed actually in a couple of weeks. I think I've been pitching forward. Um, now you you you've been talking about one class <coughs> that you really enjoyed um, going and listening to, and and you learn a lot from. He happens to be a son of one of our good friends, Dale Jenkins. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I went to um, I went to Philip Jenkins' class. Um, uh, the name of the class was um, I think it was something like. Um, how to, um, God shows the increase. God gives the increase is the name of the class. Mm-hmm. And basically it was how to grow your your either congregation or youth group or, or you know, church group of some kind. And uh, he shared some some um, segments from his new book. Uh, Philip just finished his second book. Um, he's really getting into that. Uh, a lot like that. But um, and the book is called um, the, the Lunch Ladies. It's called Lunch Ladies book. Mm-hmm. And um, the philosophy on it is perfect, and he basically talks about going into. He starts out by going into a class where there's not the six kids in class, and apparently there is a a mission trip opportunity being explained somewhere else, and all he had there was six kids in class and a couple of visitors, and he 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 said he came in with this out of sight, awesome classes, ready to teach it, but there was just six kids there and he actually thought about not teaching that and saving it for the time, which we've all done that. You know, you feel like you're gonna hit a home run, you walk in and you're kinda of disappointed, not as many kids, or maybe the right kid is not there at the time and you sort of save that lesson. And um but uh he taught the lesson anyway and it turns out a baptism occurred because of that. And so he basically wow. um yeah, it was a really moving thing. He got emotional about it, which I, I understand that. Um, but uh, it was really moving. It was really cool. And the whole philosophy behind lunch, ladies, is when you go into and use this, if guys are teaching in a youth ministry or, any, or really any class, any age, you can say when you go into a room, you can almost guarantee and point out and name the pews or the chairs where people are going to sit because they are creatures of habit. Yes. You know, they're creatures of habit. And they'll always do the same thing. Specifically in youth ministry, you know, you have, you know, these kids um, that are all the theater kids, or you got these kids that, um, you know, do this or do that. These kids go to this school, so they're always up together here. Well, he translated that into the lunchroom. 
And he's like, imagine going into the lunchroom. You can see who where the jock table is. And you see where the mean girls sit. And you see where the nerds are and and the skinheads. And, and he's like, and I'm kind of scared of them sometimes. You know, cause I don't really know what they're doing or thinking. You know, it's kind of funny, but, but he said, you know where they are. He said mm-hmm. that there's one group of people in the lunchroom that is special. And he said, and the special people in every lunchroom are the lunch ladies. And the reason exactly. is jocks can care less about the skinheads. Mean girls could care less about the theater group. But the lunch ladies, the lunch ladies are there to serve everyone in the room. Yeah. They don't they don't care what their background is. They don't care what clothes they wear. They don't care what kind of language they use. They're going to serve every person in the room. And he basically said, we have got to create a philosophy in life and in church where we are the lunch ladies, that we're willing to help and serve everyone, not just special groups. Well, I, I think that's very that that's very um, needed today because we live in a society. One thing we're noticing being here on campus, Paul, is that not everybody's like us and everybody comes from different backgrounds and trying to bridge that gap and, and to reach out to those people, um, I think it's a wonderful message that we have to take. And we have to teach our young people and we have to teach our adults even. It's a shame that we still have to teach our adults, but we still have to teach our adults to make sure we understand mm-hmm. that Jesus died for everybody, not just That's that true. special section group of people, but for all of them. And we got to get out and serve. And, and um, even, even there are going to be things that make us uncomfortable in life you know, reaching out and talking to some of these people that are different. Um, you know, uh, Paul, we may not be comfortable going um, downtown in the ghettos of Montgomery and talking to a drug dealer. But there may be some people who, who can do that and, and do it in such a way to really make an impact in people's lives, and we've got to remember that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and and the thing is, Philip Philip will actually be here in a month. I guess it's a pretty good little segue. We can kind of give a quick announcement here. Um, yeah. Philip's going to be here along with some other people here in our lectureship that we're going to have at Faulkner and the Youth and Family Summit that we really want um, all of our listeners to come and be a part of and join us with. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, you know, we'll have people like Jeff uh, Jenkins and um, Philip Hines and um, – and um, some other guys will come in and, and speak and uh, do a great job. Of course, um, John, you, you'll be speaking in chapel one day. Looking forward to that. And then Philip yeah, they felt, they, will they, speak one day. They felt bad. Huh? They felt bad. They felt bad, yeah. They felt bad. Yeah, yeah that's right. They, um, um, well, well, our theme this year is talking about culture, in fact. So, you know, we're talking about trying to reach some of these other people and everything and and trying to reach some of this culture. You ran into a very interesting situation where you were listening to, um, oh, you were in the open forum and you were explaining to me about dress and they were talking about modesty. Um, what was something that caught your attention in that that you were telling me about? Um, we talked about a lot, so I don't know if I'll hit it like you want me to, but you know, it seemed interesting that uh, we spent about 45 minutes of an hour session on Monday talking about. Uh, air quotes, proper dress in worship. And, um, you know, some guys went up there in their full-blown suits and said, we need to be respectful and we need to wear the best we have to worship and da-da-da. 
And then, then you get your, your students that will stand up there and say, yeah, but, you know, some of us uh, maybe don't have full-blown suits and we still want to preach and teach. You know, why should we not have that opportunity? And um, so you sort of got both sides there. And then um, love, love uh, Mark Blackwelder. He gets up there. He's um, he's basically the um, the dean of the um, graduate program uh, at Freed. And uh, he basically got up there and he says, you know, what we need to do right here is we need to show a little grace. He said, we need to show a little grace. And I thought, I think I know where he's going, but let's hear what happens next. Let's, let's hear him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's hear him out. And he was wearing a full-blown suit. He was wearing a coat and a tie, as he should. He's an administrator at Korea, of course he will be. And so he said, you know, some of you, and I got all offended when he said this, he says, those of you that are 35 and older, you're probably wearing what I'm wearing. <laughs> Man, I would have been like, Paul, because I wouldn't have been wearing that. <laughs> I like, dude, I wear a sweater and, and khaki, so sorry, dude. But um, he said, you know, I, I wear this, and I can preach and teach from this, um, but we need to show a little grace. There, there are some people here, students here, and they, they might not have a tie. They might not have a coat. But, you know, they might be wearing blue jeans and a T-shirt, but if they're willing to share God's message, who are we to judge them for who they are? So uh, follow analysis is I shouldn't judge them for what they wear because of who they are as the millennials, as we call them, as they were commonly referred to all week long. But also the millennials, those that were born from 1983 and up, they shouldn't be judging us for wearing our full-blown suits. Right. So let's all, you know, let's all get together and stay together. And, and that's what's going to make the church uh, prosperous. That's what's going to make God's people um, successful is when we quit, start picking at one another, and start standing side by side, stand up together, and go forward with, with each other, and, and everything, all that in mind. Well, you hit exactly what what I was hoping that you would hit on there. It, it is the fact that um, you know we live in such a a diverse society and a diverse time that you know even going to meet the president of the United States. You know, I remember hearing that argument growing up: is what would you want to wear? You know, to meet the president of the states, people. To meet the president of the United States, are wearing jeans and T-shirts now. So, yeah. and, and and I do think we should give God the best, and and we should you know look respectable and and not come dressing like slobs. You know, yeah, sure, I I I, I agree with that. But but just because somebody doesn't wear a coat and a tie, shouldn't stop them from preaching God's word. And vice versa, those who aren't wearing a suit and tie don't need to look at the older people or the people who wear the suit and tie and say, oh, you're an old fuddy-duddy and you're stuck in old ways and you can't reach. You know, there has to be a balance in there. And and I'm seeing that more and more, especially being on this campus of, of how diverse we are and 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 being able to go out and reach. And I, and I was very um, – I was pleased when I heard that, that Mark got up there and said that in the open forum, and you told me that the response was actually very, um, very uh, receptive. It was the first time I think I've ever heard the entire auditorium of about 2,500 people uh, completely packed, everybody clapping um, and giving their out voice for that, that comment, because that's exactly what needs to be said. That, that That's great. That That's really, really great. And then, I know, and, and I'm not sure if you want to get into this today, but we also talked about another um, um, topic and and maybe we'll say that maybe we'll say that for our next show since this is our 100 our next show will be our 100th show this is our 99th show about 
the difference between worship and, and how we treat certain things. That's a good one. Uh, and that probably should be saved for show number 101 because next week's show, John, is going to be a special show. It is going to be a special show, Paul. Um, I, I believe we have Dale and Jeff Jenkins are going to come on and be our guest hosts for our show. Are and they really? I believe so, yeah. And they're going to come on and, and they're going to, then they may pull their stuff first, but they're going to, they're going to talk about some stuff and they're going to interview you and I, John, on, um, on the, our, on our beginning, um, how we almost met, sort of met, and then how we, um, reacquainted ourselves later on in life and what has taken us to the point today. And, and also the things that we're involved in together. Um, and um, and the impact we're making in the brotherhood, I think that's something that that is. I didn't know we were involved in that much together, are we? Say what? I didn't know we were involved in that much together, are we? We're involved in quite a stinking lot there, <laughs> um, quite a bit. We yeah, don't do much with that one another, that's for sure. It's to the point that uh, um, um, a certain wife thinks that 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 uh, you have me as as a separate as a separate relationship. Well, I've never uttered the words, and I've never heard you utter the words, but there are people who feel that there's somewhat of a bromance going on between the two of us. But, but that's yes. in the eyes of other people. I don't know where they get that from. I mean, we speak every day. We see each other most every day now that you live up in this area. But, um, you know, and we are involved in everything that we do. But other than that, I, just, I don't even understand what you're talking about. I, I don't get it either. I don't get it either. And uh, Weird. I see on our on our call list that, that Everett has been on the phone listening to our podcast, and I'm sure he's shaking his head right now. I'm uh, sure he has something he'd like to say. Yeah. We, need to, we need to bring Everett into the bromance. Let's make it the trinity of bromances. Everett, are you there? I'm here, and there is no way I could come in between y'all two. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love her so much. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, I've tried mm. to I've tried to uh, to be a part of your little group and and time and time again I see y'all drive by cuddled up together oh. in the front seat of Paul's truck going to lunch. No. Oh, I'm like, what, hey, what about me? And then you hey, drive on. Don't even wait. Don't even see me. There's room on that front bench for a third. That's all I'm saying. Is there? Yeah. There okay. Is. There is. Yes. Uh-huh. We we are gonna put you now. I guess I I guess I'm, I'm the smallest. I had to be put in the middle. I guess, yeah. but I figured yeah, I y'all would so. go ahead and just put Gallagher in there and just be done with it. Ah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we got some oh, Gallagher in there, and we'll just make one big giant clan. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, Everett, how's everything going on your side of campus today? Well, you know, I'm uh, in the heart of this great Southland. There's a school that we hold dear. It's all good, man. So quiet. So quiet. Mm-hmm. That's always a good what? day for you, right? Do what? When it's a quiet day, it's a good day for you. Absolutely. I enjoy a lot of quiet days. Fridays man. are good for you all, though. Fridays are a great day because there's no classes to teach and a lot of folks go home. And, uh, it's yeah, it's most a big selling point for partner. Yeah. Um, you know, of course... You never know. You never, you know, you don't always talk about it. You try not to talk about being quiet because usually when you say things are quiet is when things blow up. So 
Well, Everett, I saw uh, I saw Belle just a little while ago. Oh yeah, was she back? Yeah, um, she was there. They brought the entire school together for that National Signing Day deal. Well, that was neat. Yeah, they signed by the Yeah, we had three three athletes. And where are they from going Alabama to? Academy? Um, what? From Alabama Christian Academy? Yeah, with ACA and uh, three um, student athletes um, signed with schools playing three different sports. Um, and I actually took notes on this. I actually know, know who it is. Um, none of which are kids that actually attend here, but they're good kids um, that will make an impact in, um, in our school across the parking lot here. So that'll be cool. Um, I will go ahead and say this. The, the one, one guy that, that um, did sign, his name is um, Chandler Taylor. Chandler Taylor. And Chandler um, um, apparently is a, he's, he's the number two baseball player in the state of Alabama, yep. number 170 in the nation. Yep. And he will now be playing for the Alabama Crimson Tide. That is correct. And, They've talked a lot about him and maybe hoping, wondering what will happen if he gets drafted. Really? Well, that's his, his goal, and I guess he'll be able to. I think they said he was a pitcher. So He is. He is. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. See if I remember these. I put these in my phone. I'm not going to bring them up. Uh, Hannah Sager. Hannah Sager is a, is a golfer. Um, and they um, they quoted some of the, her her golf um, um, scores um, in recent history in the past couple of years, like a seventy three at a wow. junior tournament. Yeah, that's legit. And so Hannah is going to be playing golf at Faulkner University. Woo, Travis, um, a female golfer. That's interesting. Yeah, and what's really neat is the coaches, they said she's a great golfer, but she's an even better person and, and very much integrity. So um, if there's one thing we need at Faulkner, it's another athlete that uh, that loves God and, and loves people. And there's right. an encourager, too. So. That is awesome. Hmm. Well, yeah. that's great. And the third it. one, the third one, I'm trying to remember the last name. I can't remember the last name. It's a little fun. Uh, okay. I can't remember. Anyway, her first name is Caitlin. Um, Perry. She is actually, huh? Caitlin Perry. That's it. Yeah, that's right, because I thought it was funny, because it's Katie, Katie Perry. Anyway, yeah, her name is Caitlin Perry. Yep. She um, she has the top ERA in the state of Alabama. It's like 1.37 um, over yep. the past last season. It was like 0.67. Um, so one of the best pitchers in the southeast region, and she is going to be, she signed with Faulkner University. So um, another um, girl of uh, much integrity and um, just seems like just great kids. And so I, it was good to see those two that they're coming to Faulkner, and, and good luck to them and also Chandler. That's what we're doing all now. Oh, absolutely. I've got to see Caitlin pitch last Saturday, and I'll get to see her pitch tomorrow a little bit now that basketball season's over and, and my Caitlin's out there playing and getting started, and and I'm excited. I'm excited she's coming to Faulkner and going to be pitching. And I know uh, Coach Wynn is is excited about it, and uh, he's running yeah. a very good program out there. So you know, hey, we're excited. Yeah, Coach Wynn was out there um, today, and also uh, Travis was there. 
And then uh, I saw uh, Mo Carter was out there you know, from the, the news. So it's kind of neat to see him in person. That's awesome. That's yeah, that's awesome. pretty cool. Well, Everett. Go ahead. I was going to say, Everett, you know, I hope you enjoy your day over there nice and quiet. I, I plan on it. I hope it stays this way for the remainder of the the week. Um, it's been a challenging week for me, and uh, not anything bad going on. Just uh, just uh, one week at a time, and I'm ready for some peace and quiet. Absolutely. Well, good. <laughs> well, don't don't work too hard, and uh, I'm sure we'll see you Sunday, maybe if I'm in. Or maybe right sure. yeah. Yeah, y'all uh, oh, y'all right. enjoy your uh, oh yeah, it is watching tonight. Yeah, y'all it enjoy is. your lunch today. Try not to sit too close to each other when you when you're going down the road or anything. Well, now you can get rid of us if you want to, Edward. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'll uh, yeah, I'll see about raining on that parade. Hey, we 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 love you, Everett, and we want you to be a part of us. We do. <laughs> this is getting uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> Oh, well, y'all take care, guys. Enjoy your show. All right. See you, man. See you. Thank you. Uh, in all reality, I've actually known Everett longer than I've known John. I should say that. Have you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he and I went to school together here. Oh, okay. Okay. In okay, 92. I wasn't aware of you longer than I did. But, but we will tell our story next week. We will tell our story next week. Uh, the, the humble beginnings of a John and Paul extravaganza. And it, and, it, and and the story starts in an obscure place, doesn't it? It does. An obscure little little country coffee bean town in Florida. <laughs> I'm not sure it's so coffee country, but okay, we'll go with that. Well, Paul? I'm excited about next week. One hundred. Yeah, it's it's the one time we can have a show and not not show humility. It's the only time because okay. you know, being servants of God, we want to make sure and obviously give glory to Him in everything we do. But you know, next week it's it's the one time in our life it'll actually be about us. So. Absolutely, absolutely. But we'll find somebody to interview us. We'll see what happens. It'll be fun. Okay. And let me say this too. Let me say this too. Um, people are going to start seeing this in the radio wave. I've already seen it on um, on Facebook and Twitter just over the past, since we've been on the show. Adventures in Ministry, and, and that's what this is all about. We couldn't do all this without the, the great people at Adventures in Ministry um, and other programming situations that I did together with some other great guys. Um, we are going to launch a new video series that is going to sort of take up where hashtag left off with a few differences. Um, it's called the AIM series, and it will be an eight-week video series um, with some talking points that um, teachers can use uh, that will be launching on June the 1st. So it will be a cool opportunity for your summertime Bible classes, um, youth ministers. But um, some more information on that has just hit the um, Internet waves today, and we'll continue a big plug and huge information on that at the Faulkner Lectures and the Youth and Family Summit. So make sure and check that out. Uh, more information coming in. So if you see it, tweet it, share it, make it known. It's something that I can use. And it's free, which is going to be awesome. That's always the best. 
It is. Absolutely. Well, Paul, um, it's been a good show. It's been a good show. Glad to get caught up on some things, and hopefully you get well. Yeah. I'll see you here in about 15 minutes or so. And, um, uh, two minutes. Well, that's quicker than that, 10 minutes. Yep. And um, we can continue this. And, and, guys, we want to make sure everybody understands and, and gets the um, word out that next week is 100. 100. Still old. You know what we should do? We should make it a roasting show where people oh. can call and we can't mute them and they can say whatever they want. We can't. What? We have to be able to mute them. Well, I mean, if it goes south in a hurry, I mean, it's a Christian broadcast, so come on, people. That's, that's true. We could mix it up a little bit. It's your chance to, 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 to um, poke holes and, and stuff. Oh, which, by the way, remind me, um, something happened in class last night I got to tell you about. It's kind of funny. Uh oh. Code name, The Comedy Hour. Just remember that. Just remember that. Oh, and we'll talk about that again next week at the 100 show on the John Paul Show. It'll be great. Well, Paul, that sounds great. You know, I cannot wait. Um, I'm excited. I'm truly excited. Oh, yeah. Well, um, let's see. We do want to, as we leave here today, we want to make sure to ask everybody to tune in uh, next week for that show, next Friday at 11 o'clock um, Central Standard Standard Time, noon on Eastern Side. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The John and Paul Show. Uh, if you have any questions or comments or thoughts on, on a show topic, send us an email at johnandpaulshow at gmail.com. Uh, check out the website at adventuresinministry.com. It's also on Twitter and Facebook. Um, John, that's all I got. Why don't you take us out of here? Well, I sure will, Paul. Um, for Paul Sperlin and myself, John Podon, we are grateful that you listened in today. For Everett Johnson, who who came on and and joined in our bromance, and we look forward to more adventures with Everett. And uh, for all you listening in the chat room and and on the World Wide Web, we wish you a wonderful and glorious day, and hope you have a happy weekend. And uh, we will see you next week for number 100.